Have kids, they said. It will be fun, they said. Who the heck are they anyway? As moms, we sacrifice a lot for our families, our time, our health, our wallets, our identity, friendships, personal care, and of course, our beloved sleep. Motherhood is a crazy ride, one that is not meant to be braved alone. It takes a village, right? Well, your village is here. I'm your host, Sabrina Greer, and every week I'll be diving into the gray areas of motherhood with some very special guests. This is not the highlight reel, but the real deal. So reheat that cup of coffee, turn up the volume, and get ready for the reminder that you've got this, mama. Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You're listening to You've Got This Mama, the podcast, and I'm super excited about today's guest. Hello, Marin. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm so, so great. And I'm so happy to have you here. Um, your business is just so unbelievably cool. And I can't wait to chat a little bit about what you do uh, because I think it, our listeners will highly benefit from what you've got. So let's, let's chat it out. I'm going to introduce you. you first. Great. So Marin is the founder of My Kindness Calendar, an innovative new tool to actively engage kids and support parents in practicing kindness together. Marin is passionate about empowering families to raise kind, compassionate, and empathetic kids an easy and accessible way. She aims to do the same with her own two kids at home. In her pre-mom days, Marin worked in senior leadership at one of Canada's leading social enterprises focused on youth empowerment and social justice, and as an intellectual property and entertainment lawyer in Toronto. Wow. All right. It's a diverse background. Uh Absolutely. (laughs) She's also been an opera singer and climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. Okay. We'll have to dive into that a little bit too. (laughs) Um, She plans on having similar adventures in the future as her kids grow up. So hello and welcome and such an interesting background. I can't wait to dive in. Thank you. And thanks for making it happen on this snowy, snowy Toronto day. Yeah. Or GTA day, I should say. It is blustery here (laughs) in Ontario, I tell you. And I think it is like all over Ontario because I've been seeing people posting on social media and... Um, I actually even just posted my view out the window, which looks like I'm about to be snowed in. (laughs) But that's what you get for living in Canada, right? Well, I have to say I might have brought this on because yesterday (laughs) with my kids, we decided to put up the holiday lights. Mm. I figured like when you run a Christmas business, I had to get like the Christmas juju flowing and like, you know, put some Christmas karma out there and be the first person on the street to have the Christmas lights up. So we did it. And then now this morning, everything's covered in snow and it totally looks like a winter wonderland. And I thought, oh, maybe we brought that on. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Well, we'll, that's probably what we're doing this weekend too. We always wait till after Remembrance Day and then we we go hog wild with Christmas too. So I actually just received my kindness calendar in the mail. So thank you. I'm so excited to you know, dive into it with my kids, but I'd love to learn a little bit more for our listeners who are unfamiliar with your, your kindness calendar yeah. and what it is and how you came up with the idea. So I just want to hear it all. So let's hear your version. Sure. Of that mm-hmm. sounds great. So basically when my daughter was three, uh, my son had just been born in October and the holidays were coming around in December And I found there was really a lot of conversations about getting going on in the house. You know, when their new baby comes, people are bringing gifts all the time. And then Christmas was coming. So there's, and we do Christmas and Hanukkah in my house. So there's lots of celebration. And at three years old, she definitely mastered that concept of like 
getting things. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, I really want to start to introduce this concept of giving things as well, because even though she's young in an age appropriate way, I mean, kids understand everything, right? It's just making it accessible for their age bracket and for where their, their mind and their motivation is at at that point. So as December rolled around, uh, I was home with my kids at that point uh, with a newborn and with my daughter. I decided we'd do something that we called a kindness advent calendar. So we would uh, pick a nice thing to do every day for somebody else. We sat down together and got out the construction paper and markers and, you know, had the time to DIY this all since I was home with the kids. And together we came up with a list of nice things, put them up on the wall, surrounded or surrounding kind of a tree that we'd put together. And every day in December, that would be our goal for the day. We'd pick a nice thing, an act of kindness, do it together. Um, and that happened for, you know, over three weeks, December 1st to 25th, as we counted down to Christmas. And normally, you know, an advent calendar would be getting a chocolate or getting a toy. But since there's so much getting going on on, on the 25th and the surrounding dates, I thought, you know, I don't want to take things away from her. I just want to balance out that conversation and add this conversation of giving back and doing good in the weeks that preceded Christmas. So that's what we did. It was lovely for us. It led to a lot of really nice conversations about, you know, being a good a good big sister. A lot of this was because I wanted to have those conversations about, you know, new baby in the house and the responsibilities that come with being a sibling and that type of thing. So it led to beautiful conversations around that, about being kind, being a good friend, just lots of important topics that we wanted to talk about. Um, and every time someone would come over, a friend or family, because it was there visually on the wall, she'd have something to go run up to. She was displaying her tree. She was showing how proud she was of the things she was doing. It was a record right there that she could refer to. And people just loved it. You know, friends loved it. Families loved it. And everyone was saying, well, I want to do that too. But you read my bio, like I used to work as a lawyer and also not-for-profit, which are two... I mean, all jobs are extremely demanding hour-wise, but yeah. I used to work a lot of hours in those jobs. So most of my network who are still working in those types of uh, environments. They don't have the time to sit down and DIY something with their kids. Sure. It's a rush all of the time just to get home, just to get food, just to get homework done, and just to start it all over the next day. So that's where, you know, nursing a baby in the middle of the night, I thought things seemed like a good idea, like starting a new business. <laughs> so I decided I would take it upon myself to create this beautiful experience that we had together and make it accessible for other families in an easy kind of turnkey way that they didn't have to spend the time doing all the legwork. They could just put it up on the wall as we did easily, you know, not even have to come up with the ideas. The ideas are all there and they could spend their uh, meaningful time together, you know, creating those beautiful memories and having those important conversations. So that's kind of the story of where it came from. I love it. And you know what? It's so funny because I, you know, my coaching clients and moms, I work with a lot of, you know, startups and entrepreneurs. And I think there's something there, like the boss mama is born in those Mm -hmm. late, late nights nursing. And there's something like that happens. There's a switch in us, you know, when we become mothers and we're also driven, motivated moms that, you know, know that there's more of those ideas. I call them downloads. They start Mm -hmm. to come to us. So I think that's, such a great story and such a brilliant idea. And, you know, 
it's so true. I was having, you know, similar conversations with my kids, you know, there's this whole thing around like, oh, well, Santa's watching and you won't get presents. And, you know, you hear the language, you see it amongst their peers. So it is really, it's always been really important to me that, you know, my kids know how to give back. I've traveled the world volunteering and, you know, I've helped a lot of children who are less fortunate than myself and my children. And, you know, it, there's something really magical that it does feel good and mm-hmm. they need to be introduced to that emotion so that they understand it too, that it's not just all about getting and receiving. It's also about what you can offer and what you can give. So I think it's just a beautiful, beautiful idea. And I agree, you know, I, it's definitely something that has been on my radar too, but the DIY part of it is like, mm, yeah, no, exactly. not going to happen. So exactly. I love that you've created something. And, you know, just to let the listeners know, like it's reusable, you know, it's like really easy to mount and to clean and all of the things. So like, it's just such a great design too. Yeah. I really, you know, of, of all of my diverse things that I've done in the past, product development was not one of them to date, but, uh, you know, so you take on something new and I really spent a lot of time carefully considering uh, what I wanted this to be. So what it is, is like you said, it's a reusable um, premium fabric-based wall decal that you can roll out onto the wall. Like you said, it's super durable. Little hands and little kids can scrunch up the decals and take them on and off, on and off, on and off. I mean, this thing has been on my wall literally the same calendar for two years and my kids play with it every day and they scrunch it and they stick it to places that, you know, that it's not meant to be stuck and it just goes back on again because I didn't want something that you had to be fragile with. I didn't want something that you had to worry about losing pieces of. I didn't want something that you had to worry about. I, I I don't want to put another nail in my wall to hang this up. You literally put it on, take it off. It doesn't damage the walls. So everything in the design was meant to be just to remove barriers um, from families who, you know, didn't need another reason to not use something like this if they wanted. And I also designed it to be beautiful because I find a lot of kids products are so kid based you know, they really have a time limit on when your children are going to find them interesting. Plus they really have, uh, you know, it's not necessarily something that a stylish adult would want displayed proudly (laughs) in their homes, right? So the design itself, I wanted something that could grow with the children. So because it's reusable, I want this to be a tradition that people do year over year. And when a kid is three, they can look at their calendar. It's a beautiful black and white kind of chalkboard-esque tree design. They can look at it with their 10 and they won't be offended by the kid-like nature of it. As they grow, it'll just be something organic and beautiful that can continue to exist in the home. Yeah. No, I love the design. It's truly, it's gorgeous. It looks like a, you know, piece of art and it has so much like love and meaning behind it. I'm proudly going to be displaying mine. Um, tell me a little bit about, you know, what have other parents told you about their kids' experiences? Like, have you started a movement or or what's up here? (laughs) Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been really pleased at every time, you know, a mom or a parent will tell me what their experience is like with the calendar. It's always obviously very moving and very, uh, 
you know, it means a lot to hear the positive feedback. Um, so people are just saying that, you know, switching the conversation from getting to giving, it's just presenting them with an easy opportunity to allow their kids to, you know, realize their own personal power to make a difference and to give back. Um, all of these great things. It's a lot of parents I've heard, which actually means a lot to me, is it's reminding the parents to be kind to themselves also. It's not just about the kids. I find that we as parents and moms especially, you know, you want to do everything for everybody all of the time, but then you don't cut yourself a break. Yeah. And I'm thinking of one particular mother who, who wrote to me afterwards and she said, you know, the whole experience just reminded her that she can approach situations differently as well. She can approach herself with kindness. She can approach other people with kindness um, because if we don't role model, you know, how we want our kids to behave, well, well that's how they're going to learn by seeing us yeah. do it first. And for me, you know, it's, it's growing as my kids grow. Like you said, so many moms start these businesses and usually they come from things that we want for our own children first, right? Like I said, it started with me really wanting to have this conversation around how to be a sister, how to be a sibling. And as my daughter's three years older, now that she's six, you know, I find that I want to have this conversation a lot more with her about being kind to herself and being patient with herself. And um, these things that just weren't even on my radar three years ago, but now that are important for her as she's growing up and the social circles of, of young girls these days. And it's just giving me an opportunity to, and kind of a daily reminder to focus on those things and focus on those things for myself too. So that's been pretty nice. It's also pretty cool to see where they go across mm -hmm. the world. I mean, I'm in Toronto, so lots of things are going out within Canada. This year I've gotten some really flattering US press, which has been nice. So there's been a lot going out within the States over the past couple of years too. And, uh, you know, there's a calendar in Switzerland, there's a calendar in Vietnam, I think, there's a couple Amazing. in Australia. So it's pretty cool to see the little splatterings across the globe and to think, wow, in somebody's house somewhere, hours and hours away, my little calendar is on their wall and hopefully it's adding something nice to their holiday tradition. I love pretty that. Neat. Yeah. And our listeners are actually like way more international than I ever would have expected. I can see mm -hmm. in my statistics where people are listening and tuning in from. So hopefully this, you know, brings some more international mm -hmm. spread. We want to spread the word out there. So can you give me some examples of like what these acts of kindness are? Because I love that. I think what ends up happening when we talk about kindness is that people feel overwhelmed by it that mm -hmm. they think it has to be you know working in a soup kitchen or mm -hmm. you know volunteering hours of your time that you don't have or you know buying something that's expensive that you might not have the resources for it can be the small things too and i love that about your calendar how it represents those things so if you could give us a few examples of you know what those are yeah you bet so i wanted to try and sort of capture a spectrum of ways to be kind, sort of being kind to your family, being kind in your community or your neighborhood, being kind to the environment, sort of spreading, you know, the, uh, the types of different kindness, if you were, that you could do. I'd say the most popular act of kindness every year is the decal that says bake cookies for neighbors. I get so many pictures of kids baking cookies for their neighbors, and it's probably because kids love cookies. I love cookies. Um, yeah. And my, my son literally bakes like 
three dozen gingerbread every week. He's crazy for gingerbread. <laughs> so baking cookies for neighbors is something fun, you know, just get you out talking to your neighbors. I mean, it's amazing. We live in these urban centers and we don't even always know our neighbors, even me too, you know, so yeah. kind of going down the street and creating that community, things like that, just raking for your neighbor or shoveling for your neighbor, something like that. Um, a lot of things just to get kids thinking about uh, being emotive and communicative with their feelings. So there's one act of kindness that's tell someone why you love them. Not just tell them that you love them, but tell them why, or tell somebody why they're special to you. So, you know, that they can really exercise that thinking and, and start to communicate clearly what makes somebody special, um, or, you know, about themselves, what makes them special. That's the kind of thing I want my daughter to be talking about now yeah. that she's getting a little bit older. Uh, some of the environmental ones, one of, one of them that I always have fun with is have an electricity-free night. So that's always fun. Sometimes, well, it might be self-imposed for you now where you live. There might be yep. some power outages going on in the winter. But, you know, just encouraging people to think a little bit differently um, about their electricity use and their impact on the environment and that kind of thing. There's one that says plant something um, mm -hmm. so they can, you know, have a little bit of fun with that. And just simple, fun things. Like you said, it's not meant to be expensive because it's meant to be done with children. I mean, there's lots of acts of kindness that adults can do, but a kid's not going to buy somebody else a coffee in line or yeah. put extra money in somebody else's meter because they don't necessarily have that pocket change. So most of the acts of kindness I've included are designed to be kind of executable without uh, needing to invest money into it sure. for a particular amount of time. Um, this is the third year that, that I'm selling it. And the second year I actually put out a few like extra decal sets and one of them's called the five minutes or less set. Cause after my first year, I had some parents coming back to me and saying, you know, my kids wanted to do all these, but for those busy families, they didn't even have the time to bake cookies for neighbors because, you know, that was too time consuming or not something they could, uh, execute like on a busy school night. So that's when I came up with some that are like, bang, you got it, you know, you hold the door for somebody, you collect change, you pick up some trash, like, it doesn't have to be complicated, it doesn't have no. to be um, complex, it just has to be something that you're doing regularly every day. And really, that repetition of it is where the real power comes in, um, yeah. that gets kids thinking about it every day. And it's so important for kids to think about kindness as an act, as a practice, right? Mm -hmm. It's something that they, they have to change their way of thinking. So yeah. I think it's really great. And, you know, a lot of those things that you mentioned, it also brings us together as a family, right? Like baking cookies. We're not going to just be like, here you go, go bake some cookies. Yeah. Like that becomes a family thing to do together. So it also brings us closer. You know, I, I speak with a lot of parents who feel a little bit detached from their children or, you know, like they're, they're looking for things to do activities that they can do together as a family, but then, you know, oh, well, everything costs money and everything is this and everything, you know, and mm -hmm. it's it sort of like stops people in their tracks. So I think it's really important that you've started this conversation and that you're involving kids in these really great activities. And I know there's a few blank ones too, right? So you can also create your own, Yeah, exactly. get a little bit imaginative and have the kids create their own too. So that's good. I love and especially that. as people, you know, are using it year over year, 
some people I'm finding, you know, they'll have a couple of things that they really look forward to every year. It's that what they want to come back to and sort of recreate, but also that ability to grow with the children and grow with the families and just let people be independent thinkers. I mean, it's all about letting the kids drive the process. There's, you know, there's some kindness advent calendars out there that you can download and, and it'll show you do ABC every day. And it kind of gives you an instruction to do something day by day. But what I found with my daughter is if I just tell her to do something, that's mm-hmm. very empowering. It's just another order for mom. So yeah. there's no learning opportunity there. But the way that I create it, it's really up to the kid to go and say, you know, I don't want to clean my room today. Like that's an obvious one. It's usually one that we don't pick over here. I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't want to set the table today, but today I do want to, you know, help you make dinner. And so when they have the ability to put their voice into the experience, they'll take more accountability over it. They'll be more proud of it because the idea is coming from within as opposed to just being another instruction from another adult, which quite frankly, kids get a lot of. So, you know, (laughs) encouraging that independent thought and that action planning skill um, is something I really wanted to do with it. Yeah. I can't wait to, to get it up and get it going because my kids get spoiled every year by by my sister-in-law, um, they get like, you know, the advent calendars with the toys and the candy and like multiple ones. And I'm like, Oh, but I'm really excited to see the transition and how they react because, you know, I have a three-year-old and a Mm five-year-old and also a 13-year-old. So they're all at very different stages and, you know, different areas of development. And I do see a lot of empathy, especially in my middle guy. And yeah, I'm just excited to see how they react to it and how it brings us together as a family. And, you know, it's interesting because I found you or we found each other, however that is through (laughs) the charity that I'm affiliated with. So Mamas for Mamas, most of the listeners know about Mamas for Mamas because they've had to hear me chirp about it for a year. Uh, But it's such a beautiful charity. And we actually, this time last year, we had Jillian Harris on the show talking about, you know, the inception of Mamas for Mamas and how it all came about. And their motto is kindness is a currency. And I loved that so much, that teaching, you know, it's, it's definitely become one of my mottos as well. Um, So I, I love that, you know, you're just fostering those feelings and those emotions and you're also affiliated with mamas for mamas this year right because you donate proceeds to charity i do and you know what it's your podcast i mean as i was looking for my charity partner i looked through a number of different things like i said i used to work in not-for-profit so um a lot of these organizations are um you know familiar to me but as i was researching your podcast with jillian and with shannon um and I think Mindy was on it or somebody else was on it also. Um, or anyway, I can't remember. But it was one of the things, first things that I listened to that really had me thinking, you know what, I think this is a great, um, a really great organization to partner with. And it was specifically Shannon's story about her own personal experience and growing up and how her mother was such an advocate for her um, and really helped to transform like her life path. Uh, it was just a powerful story. And so thank you for that great podcast and that great resource. Yeah. Yeah. They're fantastic. Um, 
what I really loved about Mamas for Mamas and why I wanted to work with them this year. And like you said, I donate 5% of profits uh, every year to charity and give a bunch of calendars in kind donation as well. Um, you know, I, I want to be working with organizations who are doing things that are relevant towards yeah. our mission, which, you know, is empowering families and moms specifically and kids. Uh, and just this, this idea of kid and mother mental health is coming up a lot lately yeah. um, and encouraging positivity and kindness and that kind of thing. Um, what we're doing right now with Mamas, which is really exciting, is we're doing a nationwide contest. So in a number of their kind of larger chapters, because they run these online chapters of yeah. uh, kind of giving and taking and just community building online. Um, we're running different contests for somebody in each chapter to win a calendar. And I did this last year with some organizations in Toronto with Family Service Toronto, where they gave some calendars to some families who were sort of experiencing transitions or had had some uh, more challenging circumstances. And the feedback was just at a time that, I mean, holidays can be beautiful for a lot of people. Holidays can also be extremely stressful for a lot of people, uh, depending on the circumstances that they're coming from and the memories that they elicit and that type of thing. So the feedback was having a calendar or some kind of tool to focus on the positive and the kindness and, and doing things for others was really empowering um, for families who you know, needed to focus on the positive as opposed to the challenges. Um, it was a really nice partnership last year. And so I wanted to continue to do that, but get them in the hands of people kind of across the country, as opposed to just locally here in Toronto where I'm located. Yeah. And so that was what mamas can uh, facilitate. And it. it's really exciting in all of their chapters. Um, people are posting acts of kindness that they've done for people or that other people have done from them. And, you know, it gives you those warm fuzzies and all that. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I, I love that. Um, so I'm one of the admins for the Toronto chapter, obviously. Um, but yeah, I think it's so great because the smaller chapters, you know, the outside communities are like, they, they really benefit from, from this and what the chapters are for anyone listening that isn't familiar. It's essentially like a buy and sell without any exchange of money right? Yeah, so it's exactly. people post, they, you know, there's some trades available, but for the most part, it's like, Hey, I have all this stuff that I'm not using anymore. Who would like to come pick it up for free? So if you, you know, there's probably, if you're in Canada, there's probably a local chapter to you. So definitely go on and check out mamas for mamas. Um, you know, I will list some of the chapters in the show notes as well. And, you know, you can access this giveaway too, because I think it's so important and the work that you're doing is so amazing. And um, uh, YGT Mama has a holiday gift guide that we're launching. I don't know if I had filled yeah. you in before the show, but That's obviously great. my kindness calendar is going to be one of our partners on that. And yeah, it just, it'll be sort of a one-stop shop for moms to go and find you know, products and services that are relevant to, to this, to what, what we want to get people to do. And then, um, yeah. So if anyone wants to find what you're up to, how can they access you? So you can go to my website at mykindnesscalendar.com. Uh, and I'm on social, uh, the tag is my kindness calendar on Instagram, on Pinterest, on Facebook. 
Um, I like to put out a lot of blogs with, you know, just some ideas and content about, like you said, ways to get kids volunteering, uh, traditions that focus on giving, just, you know, lots of tips and tricks that have worked for me or that I've had the pleasure of researching that other families are doing. Um, So lots of ways to get engaged. Amazing. Well, I will put all the links in the show notes. Thank you, Maren, so much for being here. Thank you. It was a pleasure. And thanks for tuning in, listeners. Hey, Mama. I see you. You're overwhelmed. You're feeling the weight of the invisible mother load. You're tired. I'm Sabrina Greer, and I'm a clarity coach and motivational speaker for moms. I can't even begin to tell you how many of my clients say, well, I'm just a mom, insinuating that somehow they have to stop at that. They aren't good enough, strong enough, brave enough, worthy enough for more. Maybe time is your crutch. Money, resources, help. I'm here to tell you that you don't have to pick sides. You can be an amazing mom and live the life of your dreams too. Whether it's a blog, a business, a podcast, that book you've been wanting to write, perhaps you don't even know just yet. This 12-week program will help you discover or reignite your innermost passions and give you a blueprint for stepping into your next level self without jeopardizing your family. Learn how to create and design the life of your dreams in the pockets of time we have amidst the chaos of motherhood. I'm here to tell you, you are more than just a mom. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sabrina Greer, your host, and you've been listening to You've Got This Mama, the podcast. You can follow us at YGT Mama and join the conversation on Facebook and Instagram to get more information on the stories we share here, our community, our books, or the blog. Head on over to www.ygtmama.com. You can also access the show notes there. If you haven't already, please head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your daily listen and subscribe to the tribe. Rate and review this podcast. That helps keep us alive and we deeply value every review. I would like to thank the production team and Megan Krumpetich, our producer, for making this happen. Thank you so much to all of you for giving us your ear. We hope you tune in next week. But in the meantime, please remember, you've got this, Mama.